Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. Uh, this conversation with Capital Fringe's uh, Julianne Branza is great because Julianne has not been on the show since 2012 and it is 2021. We've been doing this show a long time. Capital Fringe has been going on for a long time and that's sort of what we talk about where Capital Fringe may or may not be headed in 2021. As you can imagine, live theater has uh, definitely taken a huge hit due to the uh, global pandemic. So have we. And that is why we have a Patreon account. Please consider donating at you, me, them, everybody.com. It's also on our about page and in this podcast description. We've had fewer episodes in the last two months because uh, our new site of ours is launched. A new site of mine is launching in about a week. It's called Recommend If You Like. It's RIYLMAG.com. And you could find out more about that on June 16th. But for now, here's Julianne. And it's just a lot yeah. of people. It's like the first time I've had to deal with people, you know, <laughs> like a group of people in a while. And I'm like, oh, my God. Well, let's actually start there. Right. Let's start there if it's okay with you. Um, have you missed dealing sure. with real, not real. Now, I'm not saying when you're dealing with people digitally, it's not real. But do you miss the shared airspace of dealing with people? Yeah, I do. I, I do actually really miss bringing people together um, and watching. Like, I love one of my favorite things about going to a show or, or putting on a show is just watching people <laughs> yeah. more than the show, probably. I love watching the audience and seeing how they react and just all that. I just, yeah, I. You know, I went, I went to a show, my first live concert was like two weeks ago. Um, I got to see the Sun Ra, well, part of the Sun Ra Orchestra. Uh, and I was just like, I was so happy to see an audience clapping. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Love clapping. Where was love the it. show? You know, Bill Worrell, uh, who did DC Space um, back in the day. And then he, you know, he, he's done a lot with Fringe. Uh, I've hosted, I think, a couple of his visual art shows. He did it out at his, he lives in a firehouse in Cottage City, Maryland, which is just right over the line. Um, so the concert was actually in, like in the part of the firehouse where the trucks would pull in. So that's like a weird indoor outdoor mixture. That's why it was good. Right? Yeah, I can imagine. Right, get those doors open, let people feel, you know, cause who knows, you know, most people are vaccinated, but it's, you know, there's no way to know. There's yeah. no way to know. Do you feel any hesitancy of bringing theater as we knew it back into existence? I think if I had to do the festival like this summer, I would be super stressed. Okay. Um, just, but I'm grateful that a lot of other things, a lot of other places will get to, you know, have the trials and tribulations of being first. Um, I'm thinking that by the time we get to, you know, this time next year, just a lot of confusion and hesitancy may be, may be worked out. Um, but it's, it's challenging because for me, it's not necessarily the audience. I'm more concerned about the staff and the artists that are doing the show. Because um, it isn't with the vaccine. It's not that you can't get COVID. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can still get it. You just won't die. Um, or so that's what we're told right now. So I, I, I feel hesitancy about that because 
I think if anyone's ever participated or attended the Fringe Festival, it is, you know, you gotta, it's work. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's work to do the shows. And so I would, I would, I'm just nervous. Of, you know, it's just, you know, you don't want people to be sick or. Oh, of course, of course. Sick, you know, like, um, and, and it's also, you know, it's, it's, I know there's been a lot of discussion in the music community about live, live music venues and whether they're, we're going to show vaccine cards or not show vaccine cards like all across the country, not just here in DC. And that's also challenging. Cause like, you know, you deal with that with alcohol, mm-hmm. with fake licenses, you know? So it's, there's just a lot of things that need to get worked out on how we as humans on the planet get to get together in the future. I feel um, um, maybe more bubbleish than ever before because I, I do believe that the DMV is the most cautious part of the country when it comes to this stuff. And I don't think that's a bad thing, but I wonder right. how the rest of the country feels about us. And I wonder how the rest of the world feels about us because like, yeah, our rates are really, really good in terms of vaccination rates, but it's not like this in Canada right now. It's not like this in Mexico right now. It's not like this in, maybe in the UK, but that's about it. And there's still a lot of problems around the world, but I don't, I'm assuming you're not following Foo Fighters news, but like today it was announced that the first Madison Square Garden, like full capacity show is going to be in 12 days. It's going to be a, a oh my giant, it, it, yeah, it's a concert in 12 days. Is and it they, Foo Fighters? It's the Foo Fighters at Madison Square Garden in 12 days. And that's a lot different than a full capacity Madison Square Garden for a basketball game because this is more people on top of one another versus like seated and, and somewhat mandatory mass. So I'm in this weird position. I mean, you know, I don't know if it's weird where I don't know what the right plan of action is for someone like you or I, well, you more, more than me, but like we are not at medicine square garden levels of production, but I do feel a weird responsibility of doing anything that involves bringing people to an indoor setting where people will be talking at them and, and well, and that's something I've thought about like fringe. Cause you know, I've, I've decided to just like open the doors up to change during this, mm-hmm. during this time. Cause why not? You know? Um, and I think about like, what are we sort of known for, you know, a maybe 700, 600 square foot room where we pack 60 people in and, you know, there's very, there's a small delineation between the stage and the audience, mm-hmm. like the lights over people you're touching the person next to you the the likelihood that you don't touch them is is rare and so is that is that are people still gonna want to do that or like is it better to do because i i I went saw my family you know and it was this weekend and i had to fly and, and there's no more like open seats on airplanes it's just like pack them in yeah um and I was like, I guess I'm okay with this. I guess this is good. But, I, you know, you have your mask on the whole time. So I think we just need to, I think we sort of need to ebb and flow through it and and just see how we react to it, you know, over kind of for the rest of this calendar year of how things play out. I'm, um, I'm not against change. I'm very pro-change. I, I love it. But what you were talking about not five minutes ago about seeing part of the Sunrise Orchestra, like, that's kind of the whole point of all of this is that sense of community. And if not, if you, yeah. go, if, if you don't have friends, that's how you make friends. Like the togetherness is part of the deal. That's why you do what you do. That's why I do what I do. And 
I don't think that cautious nature is going to even be here by the end of the year. Hell, it might not even be here by the end of the summer. I mean, people seem to right. be ready to go, and I can't blame them. Yeah, yeah. We're just going to have to see. We'll see. Are you familiar with what the Shakespeare Theater Company is planning for their next show? The Britney Spears musical? Not the Britney Spears musical, but that would have been a, tra a great transition. Uh, specifically for blindness? Yeah, yeah. I was, I, you know, I, I wanted to go to blindness. Mm -hmm. uh, and I couldn't get anybody to go with me. Yeah, so I mean, I didn't like, cast the net. But I also, you to, in order to buy one ticket, like as a single person, you had to call. Like you had to pick up the phone. You couldn't yeah. buy one ticket on their website. So yes. that's as familiar so as I am. For the people that are unfamiliar, it's a show about blindness, no pun intended. And um, it's like a socially distant show. But to me, it's less of a theater, less of a theater piece and more just like of a very cool museum exhibit. Does this make sense? Yeah, it, yeah it's sort of something that you could see the Hirshhorn doing. Yes, exactly. Or or even like maybe like a partnership between the Hirshhorn and Architect House. Yes. And I think it's awesome. I'm excited to maybe also go. <laughs> um, but I don't think this is a bad thing whatsoever. But to me, this is in no way a replacement for live theater. This is just sort of like bonus programming that I hope never leaves. Yeah, I. So something like as I've been trying to think about doing like what. Because the Fringe, like when Fringe started in D.C., it sort of filled in, filled a need, right? Mm -hmm. It filled a need for people who wanted to start their own theater companies. So if like our first seven to eight years, a lot of theater companies were started and then they started doing shows throughout the year, right? Um, and in a way, we were kind of like if you go back and look at our past festival guides, because I'd always write this letter, we were sort of in opposition to the regional theater model mm -hmm. um one it doesn't work um and at that time and it still is a little bit this way it really does exclude local local artists um there's a lot of people coming from out of town but then as things sort of progressed it's not people who participate in the festival now are not really trying to like start their own companies that's not the predominant uh the predominant uh, participant in the festival. They have an idea and they want to express it and they're using theater or we could even just say live performance mm -hmm. as the way to express it. And so sort of what I've been ruminating about as I try, as I try to figure out where to do the festival, how to do the festival, who is the festival for, I'm really trying to think about I'm really trying, it's kind of narrowing down. I'm not fully done. Um, and will this ever be done also is probably a thing that could be said here. But it's really about like, what is what is it that's so great about theater? Mm -hmm. What is it that's so great about someone or a group of people standing up on a stage and they've constructed a whole, you know, segment that's, you know, between 35 and 75 minutes. Um, and to me, like, that's where I, I, I want to focus the, the theater that the, the stages that Fringe provides to audiences and artists to produce and watch theater in is really the, the magic of it's kind of just storytelling. Yeah. And storytelling that's 
there's a lot of ways we can, you know, we've just gone through this year of like, oh, I guess we're just going to do everything digital. Um, but that isn't the magic of theater. No, it really isn't. <laughs> the magic of theater is watching someone like tell you a story in person and, and it's different every time. Like it's like, that's one thing with that I've talked to folks who participated in some of the digital theater that's been done is that what's missing as far as a theater worker is how the show changes over a 16 or 20 show run. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not the same show at the beginning. And so there's just, I don't know. I maybe went off on a tangent. No, no, that's exactly what we're going for here. Because I'm not, I'm not saying that these new forms are bad in any way, but if I'm in an outdoor show, all I have to do is turn my head to the left or the right. And it's really easy for me to be taken out of what's going on on stage. Even if it's five feet in front of me, but if I'm in a, ba- a small black box, it's a lot more difficult to do that. I feel more invested in what's going on, even if it's the exact same words and the exact same actors. Right. And right. I don't think that can be over overvalued. It's such an important aspect of this that I don't think will ever go away. I mean, it's the same reason why radio is never going to go away and TV is going to go away. Everything follows, everything satisfies a certain need that nothing else can do. I saw this like Instagram post from, oh, I forget, um, but it was saying that FOMO is back. Like we oh, didn't yeah. have FOMO sure. for a whole year or more, you know? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to, I want it to be that I didn't go to that show and I missed it. When you Like st- I can't go watch it. Yeah. When you started this, uh, when you started Capital Fringe, you were living in Columbia Heights. You do not live in Columbia Heights anymore. I do not. If you were to start Fringe now, let's say you were moving to D.C. for the first time. Obviously, that's not possible. But in 2021, where would you have wanted to start Capital Fringe? Well, to be honest with you, I feel like I'm doing that right now. Okay. I mean, because I'm literally working out of my apartment. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't have a building anymore. Uh, So I'm in essence, I'm I'm actually starting again, um, which is annoying and terrifying but then it's also like well you know everything's new so it's all new um because we you know i don't i don't have a staff so if we you know when the has festival happens again it's going to be all new people um so i i'm currently literally looking at venues and looking at neighborhoods because we're not going to do it where we've done it well we may do it in a place we've done it before but not not for a while (laughs) Um, cause I don't know. I, I've, I, I don't, well, the other thing is a lot of the neighborhoods are very different since the pandemic, obviously. And the way that humans are going to be coming to work, um, partaking in things in the city is also going to be different. Like the city has a partnership with WeWork and they've been doing a lot of data analysis on how people are coming into work. And currently it's like, people are not here on Mondays and Fridays. So that means like your Friday show that you normally thought was like a big night may not be that anymore. It may be Thursday nights, which I have always loved going out on Thursday nights. Oh, yeah. So I, I hope that's going to, that, that will be the trend. Um, but also just the neighborhoods are different. Like downtown is just like vacant. Like it really reminds me of when I first moved here when the Chinatown extravaganza was just getting done being built. And there was just a lot of empty storefronts and like walking from 
uh, like the Chipotle uh, in Chinatown up to where the warehouse used to be yeah. was like a big walk <laughs> <laughs> that had a lot of change, you know? Um, and, and I'm also wondering like if people, cause people are inevitably going to be working out of their homes more. That's not as much as the, you know, we're having all this propaganda, like let's go back to work most places are not fully going back to work ever again. Um, so like that kind of changes how residential neighborhoods are and parks and residential neighborhoods. And I'm trying to like figure all of that out. Like I'm going to look at um, St. Elizabeth's as, which I would have never done that in the past because yeah. I just feel like it's too far out, but it may be a good place to like do I don't know, something over one of the weekends in the festival. Um, I don't know that answer. I don't know where I would live. I don't know where I would. I'm, I'm literally trying to discover this right now. Um, yeah. I'm, it's, it's I've been different. in a bubble. I'm, I'm, I don't know how about you. You've been living in the last 15, 16 months, but I feel like I've been in a bubble because I went from paternity leave to pandemic like direct oh, wow. so i've yeah. um i've really <laughs> been in a very small circle even before the pandemic but i really i'm on the edge of brightwood and tacoma park so i don't know what's been going on other than where i take my kid during the day right so like just right. and this is obviously almost everything in life is anecdotal but it seems that your 18th street u street and 14th street corridors of like nightlife seems to be doing better than ever. But other than that, uh, I, it's just a giant shrug of the shoulders. Like I have no well, idea. Another thing, that's, another thing that I'm watching too is the streeteries yes. because the streeteries, I mean, it's awesome in Adams Morgan. I have to say, I went to, um, I'm going to say her last name wrong, but Monica, my friend Monica and my friend Robin Bell did a thing at DC Arts Center mm -hmm. like two weeks ago. And so it was my first time going to Adams Morgan in like, I don't know, forever. And there's no parking. No. Like with the streeteries, which are actually like, I really like them. Yeah, and I don't great. have a car. So like, I don't ever worry about parking, but it is something I have to think about when I do the festival. And, and I don't know that the streeteries are going to, I think we'll have to wait through the winter and see what people do, what restaurants do with the streeteries in the winter but I don't think they're going to go away, but that changes like when you're doing a big event, yeah. how you direct, you know, humans to like attend. Um, and I know in doing the festival in Southwest for the past two years, that's just the number one complaint that there's no parking and the parking garages that are here are too expensive for yeah. so just, it's not worth what you're getting from your experience of parking. It's not necessarily worth what you're paying for the I wasn't I still haven't been on the train since this started I'm not I am completely comfortable going on it now but I'm not comfortable going with an not possible to be vaccinated under two-year-old does that make sense yeah so that's, well that's it's interesting that you say that because one of the first places I started with trying to figure out what to do is I I'm doing all these surveys so the first one I did was with the art artists who had participated in the festival for the past two years and I asked them just kind of a series of questions and and one, and then I also had like the, you know, tell me whatever you want question. And one of them outlined that, cause I was like, what time of year should we do this at? Cause we, why not change the dates? Yeah. This would be, this would be the time to do it. <laughs> um, and one of the participants 
had this great thing that I hadn't thought about because I don't have children, um, but to wait and see what happens with how school is handled in the fall. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. And I did just see that they came out with like a statement. DC public schools came out with a statement and it's confusing. Like, it's kind of like, as a parent, I would be like, what? <laughs> yeah. So I need to go and like read all of that stuff, but it is, yeah, there's a lot, of, there's just a lot of new factors um, that, that, that it's not that the factors are new. We have to see how everyone responds mm -hmm. to those factors. You mentioned that if this feels like starting over, I'm, I understand what you're talking about. If you feel uncomfortable by this question, we can cut it out. But are you worried that your age is not necessarily an asset anymore? Because uh, speaking from personal experience, I definitely feel excitement for what's going on right now. And I also definitely feel like I'm older than I wish I was when it comes to restarting after a pandemic. Well, to be honest with you, um, and I feel like I can say this, uh, I had already like pre COVID, I had already sort of set my date that I was going to leave French and I had already negotiated that with my board. Um, and I wasn't fully comfortable with it because I don't think regardless of everything I've tried to do, I I think that I, I hadn't actually done a very good job at hiring people that could take the organization when I left. I hadn't hired that, that sort of, I don't know, that type of, those types of people that can just have autonomy at work and like are real hustlers and will get the job done. And so in a way, I think that the pandemic and this time period have well, I may not have thought this at the time. I'm starting to think that they're actually a gift to the Fringe Festival because it allows us to set up a similar runway for me to get out and kind of do it in a set up the transfer to other individuals to run the organization um, when I'm gone. That's and a I very healthy and nice to hear uh, outlook. But I will be honest, like I, when I started this year, like when I ended last year, I told my board, I was like, cause they were like, what are we going to do, Julian? What's the plan? Yeah. And I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I literally don't know, like, leave me alone. And one of the scenarios was just to dissolve the organization at the end of 2021. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, as something that's always really been important to me that I can't get away from. And I know if I just dissolve the organization and walk away, I will have guilt for the rest of my life. And I try to avoid carrying guilt around, <laughs> you know, I mean, that I, I, I think that DC in all its snobbery <laughs> and in all of its federally funded institutions and in, in all of its, you know, top regional theaters, really needs to have this this base of a place where people can either just kind of mess around yeah. and do a show and they don't care or they can actually do a show and use it as a ladder up to get something else because one thing through the surveys i've done with the artists and and something i'm also thinking about um 
as we reshape what we're doing in the future is that, you know, participating as an artist in the Fringe Festival is really a boot camp experience. It's a boot camp experience on how to produce a show. We have a 40 page booklet. We, we walk people through it. Like we teach them how to budget. We go over, especially when the participants changed from people who knew a lot about theater to people who didn't. We changed, you know, giving information on how basic lights and sound work, just all of the things. And so I'm, I'm in the process of figuring out if I really want to dive deep and make a partnership with the school or with something that could also have a bit of an educational component. Because um, it is something that, because it's it's hard to get it's hard to get started it's hard to get get as a theater artist to get stuff on your resume that has some legit you know cred uh is that the right word sure <laughs> sure so and i think that the you know thankfully the fringe festival still i think still has that um at least i see people use it on their resumes all the time um whether they're or on their you know websites and stuff. So yeah, I didn't, I don't, I don't want to do this forever. Um, and to be honest with you, the last like three to four years, I don't even really write down a to-do list anymore because I've done it for so long. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's a bad place to be for me. I'm someone who loves learning and I, I'm very curious and that's a bad place for me to be as an individual. Like I, I need to continue learning. Um, so in a way this, this time is hopefully if it all pans out, will be beneficial for cementing the place of the fringe festival in our community, but it could also just not work out and we'll just dissolve it. And maybe someone will start something similar. You, me, them, everybody is made by me, Brandon Weatherby. Our theme music is by Daniel Knox. Our art is by Jillian Ron. You can hear all 13 years of shows at youmethemeverybody.com. If you're listening to this in Spotify or on iTunes, the last year of episodes are available uh, with some sprinklings of the other ones. If you want the rest of the catalog, which features over 700 episodes, youmethemeverybody.com. Our Patreon page is on our About page. It's all there. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff, at sign Y-M-T-E. Thanks for listening. I'll hug the places that you've been sleeping, friends and family I'll be keeping.